Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The Nets, boy, you heard KD passing Jerry West on the all-time scoring. I can't let you gloss over it. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I just, I, you ran from the bathroom down the hall and you were so out of breath. Yeah. Why? It's well, right down the hall. I was it's in a dead than, sprint. Key, it's less than 15 yards away. I was away. in a dead sprint. Max came in here like he just ran like a four-minute mile. <laughs> it <laughs> felt like a four-minute mile. <sighs> the bathroom was so far well, away. Because, let me just, listen, <laughs> Key, as you know, at the seaport, the, you have the one bathroom for the so-called talent, right? That's what they call oh, I got people in there on early. There. I got in Jay, there early. Jay was in that one, so I had to go down the hall. I look at my, and you know, I've been sitting here for two hours, haven't had any bathroom breaks, been drinking a lot of coffee and water. I had to go. So it took a hot minute. And by the time everything, you know, I, I, it was almost time, oh, air time. I had to run. <laughs> yeah, all, all that's cool. I don't really care about nothing y'all talking about except one thing. Huh? Did you wash your damn hands? Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all, all I care about. Key, though, Did Max. you wash of your hands? Of course, that's one of the reasons that it took a long time in there. Not only, you know, you got to wash them and dry them and the whole thing. Yeah, and you got to right. sing happy birthday twice. I mean, that takes no, a I don't, Hey, Pat, I don't happy, happy birthday, twice. by the way. Happy Pat Costello, happy Pat? birthday. He's 12 years old as of today. Oh, Max just sang him happy birthday twice. Happy oh, birthday, okay. PC. I didn't know that. While he was washing his hands. While That's how you know if they're clean. The Aren't you supposed to do something like that when you brush your teeth, too? Well, you're supposed, supposed to do something. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that I, can't really, I can't really count or do anything else while I'm brushing my teeth because my toothbrush is in my mouth. So I could have sworn I saw a Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David was doing something twice as he brushed his teeth. It was something like happy mm. birthday or something oh, like that. Oh, is that another one of those shows Jay like? Hey, hey, Larry David's a genius. You put some no. respect on his name, Keisha. No, I know you. I know you like those. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, Seinfeld's one of his go-to. What's your favorite? Did sitcom, you know that, Keith? Max? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite sitcom? Who mine? Yeah. Well, Martin, if that matters. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Martin was good back in the nineties. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's all I watch, really. That's the only the, hey, look, time you've ever only, watched. Yeah, just look, Martin. Hey, that's his only reference point every time. In the, the other one, I really don't want to mention. <laughs> that would be very not good right about now. Sitcom, very huh? not good. That's not a real. Very not good. <laughs> very not, very not, not good. good. What? Yeah, very not good. That wouldn't be good. I'm taking that one. Yeah. Very not good if I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, my cardiovascular system also very not good, according to Jay. Jay? Listen, I'm, I, I, do, I do a job with world-class athletes. I'm a civilian, a normal person. He's 15 yards, Max. <laughs> All right, look. <laughs> if that. Then it was a jog, Key. It wasn't even it, a full sprint. I was in a dead sprint. sprint. Uh, so KD yeah, passes Jerry West. People know Jerry West is like he's the greatest executive ever. He was also in his day. Like there's a reason he's the logo. He was Mr. Clutch. He won an MVP on the losing team in the finals. You know, he was in the finals a bunch of times, won chips, uh, 30-point-a-game type dude, great player. KD on passing Jerry West. Yeah, I told somebody, you know, winning a championship with Jerry and having conversations with him and just knowing the history of who he is and how he 
you know, helped kickstart the NBA. Basically, you know, it's a it's an honor. You know, he's just a legend in the game, legend in our sport, almost like the godfather of our sport. You know, so good to see him still back around the game, but it's even better to pass him. You know, because next time I see him, I'm gonna give him a little about it. Uh, but uh, you know, it's great to be amongst the, the, the all time great players in this league. For sure. Imagine imagine Jerry West knowing that a guy like KD would one day exist, guys. Seven feet tall. Like, yo, you're as tall as Wilt Chamberlain, but you got handles like me and the whole thing. Well, you heard how Jerry West was even with Magic Johnson back in the day coming on the Lakers in the draft selection. But I, I, I will say this as it relates to KD and LeBron. Like, putting into historical context about where they will be among the greats, I know just from the eye test that they are the greats, Right. Uh, I think as it relates to KD, like all these individual accolades, he's going to keep getting them. I'm talking about championships, man. And a legacy-defining thing, this is his team. You got stuff going on with Kyrie still not being able to play. You got them right now in that ninth position uh, in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference. Like, you know, eighth position, sorry. They're one game ahead of where the Charlotte Hornets are, but – with the Raptors, what's happening? Like, this is where we cement legacies, Key, like into chips and where they are. So individuality, incredible. LeBron James, you know, KD, you're going to get all those accolades. But how is it panning out to where you end in the upper echelon of championships? And that's what we want here in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I, and I think he's headed in the right direction. There's no question about it. Golden State gave him those championships. He, he then went to Brooklyn. But since he's been in Brooklyn, we all know the story behind you know, whether it was Harden and last year and everybody was hurt, whether it's this year and Kyrie and and everything that has to do with him not playing, it's going to be hard. And I and I keep trying to say this, as great as, as, get, great as Kevin Durant and Kyrie are going to be, we don't know if next year is going – if they don't get it this year, we don't know if next year they can get it or the year after or the year after well, because things happen just like they happened last year and happened this year. Key, you have actually, no idea. This is why you have to cash in. When the opportunity presents itself. You are so right about that. Like, KD dropped 37 on 65% from the floor, right? He's had at least 35 points on 65% from the floor. That's a second straight game. If he does it again in Brooklyn's next game, it's Wednesday at Grizzlies on ESPN, Mm. he would match the longest streak in NBA history, as Jay would say. He's one of one, right? But here's what's nuts to me along the lines of what you just said, Key. According to Steve Nash... Ben Simmons has a herniated disc in his back. Like, just think about that for a second. He said he's optimistic Simmons will be able to play at some point this year. This not only affects the Nets right now. Can Kevin Durant carry them with Kyrie playing half the games? No Ben Simmons. But I've had herniated discs. And I'm not a world-class athlete. I was never nope. the same after my – no, yeah, he was quick to say that. As we learned but, from your 15-yard fast nope. but, job. But, but I'll tell you what. Key – like you ever have herniated like herniated discs, you're physically never the same. It's it's once it's herniated. The way it was explained to me is it's like your your um, discs in your back are filled with like almost like a toothpasty type thing. Once they once they herniate and like the stuff starts coming out of them, you, they're always going to slip out easier. It's always going to be a problem. Key, like I I don't know. Like did you play with guys who had herniated discs and were ever the same? Oh yeah, oh yeah, had herniated discs, bulging discs, all sorts of. Stuff. Did you, let's just stick to basketball for a minute. One of the main reasons Larry Bird had to exit the basketball world is because of his back and, and, and having back issues. 
And once you have back issues, as you know, Jay and Max, it's a wrap. You you will never be the same again. Now, look, obviously medicine has changed over time, and there's different ways of handling it and, and whatnot. But in the end, they got something that was damaged goods that they thought was 100% ready to go. Oh, well, no, well, well Key, I, I got to really dig into that point. I hope that's not the case. I, I, I hope that the Brooklyn Nets would do all the correct due diligence on where Ben Simmons was with the back injury before making that deal. Because it, might, it really makes me come into question now about I would have forced James Harden to stay even if he were to be out next year. But think about it, though, Jay. But, so when they acquired Ben yeah. Simmons, they didn't work him out, right? Yeah, but, Key, you still have to go through all, like, I'm talking to doctors. We, we talk no, about No, I know. I get it. You go through the physical. You go through the physicals, right? But if you're not, if you're not taking x-rays and you're not working a guy out, you don't know if something is wrong <sighs> at that point in time. And you're like, oh, he went through the physical. We checked his knees. We checked his elbows. We checked his neck, his back. We, we moved him around. Oh, great. Everything looks good. Like, and then he gets out on the floor and practice, and it's like, uh-oh. So I'm sitting here looking at Daryl Morey like, yo, you straight-up genius. You fleeced Brooklyn. Is that genius I, or, is I, that, is, or like, is that a problem? Problem, luck, genius. I don't know which one it is. I'm what trying if, to decipher and bet that one out with what, you guys in real time. But all I'm saying is you bring a guy who's 6'10", and people are saying, hey, once he's on the court – he brings all these things to the table, and now you're saying he has a herniated disc, and now I'm sitting there saying, well, does it make more sense to force James Harden to stay for this year because it gives you, KD, and Kyrie the best chance to win it? Even if James does leave next year to go to Philly, at least you still have KD and Kyrie on the court together, and that's a dynamic duel well, better than – you... Go ahead, Kid. No, I was going to say, what if you don't know, though? Like, what if they honestly didn't know and Philly didn't know because he wasn't working out, he wasn't doing anything with Philly? So how would they know? I, all I'm saying is a hernia disc is a real thing, man. That's it's, that's it's a, like that's one of these real... sneaky under the radar stories where it's like, wait a minute, this affects the future of the NBA in a big way. If in fact he has a herniated disc and this is going to be a chronic issue. But like my thing is, how do you herniated discs just don't come out of nowhere? Like you have back pains. No, you you got to hear, you got to follow me, Jay. If you didn't if you didn't give me my x-rays and my MRIs or my exams when I did my physical, and I know in my mind there's something bothering me, but I'm not really saying to the teams because I know I'm going to be on the move and I just want to get out of there, and the team doesn't know, and now they make the trade. Now I go to the new team, and I start practicing and moving around, and then all of a sudden – it hurts even more, and now we really discover what it is. Is all I'm saying that they probably, Philly or the Nets, didn't know they existed at all. The, the New York basketball is so snake bit, guys. Like, like there's so much. New York, first of all, Key J, New York cares more about basketball than anything else. It's a bigger NBA town than a baseball town. It's always ha- it always has been bigger NBA town than a football town. Always has been. Uh, by the way, I could prove it to you. When I was still in high school or junior high school, key when Patrick Ewing got to the Knicks and they became just a playoff powerhouse, right? Courtside seats in the eight, late eighties were going for fifteen hundred a pop. Courtside in the late eighties, Giants and, and 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 Yankees tickets weren't selling for that. 
right? Like it was the, the Madison Square Garden was the only of the major sports, not including hockey, one in Manhattan, in the middle of the city, the whole thing. Net, but the Knicks never any good, right? Now the Nets put together this super-duper team. Within a year, they have to change it up. Now they're getting this in. New York basketball is snake bit. Key, as what would Bill Parcells say? Nothing good ever happens for them. Well, I mean, that's what it's been. But I think when you look at it, though, they got an opportunity if they can figure out the whole Kyrie situation with or without Ben Simmons to make a strong run when that comes to surface. And if it doesn't, like I said before when we first started this conversation, tomorrow championship is not promised. And tomorrow after that, the championship is not promised. So you got to cash in when the opportunity presents itself. I'm not saying anything that no one knows, well, what doesn't you, know. What, what the Nets need is they need KD to play at a godlike level like he played at last night, like he's been playing at for the last several games, consistently for him to elevate his team above a Toronto because they would be playing that series without Kyrie Irving in order to get to the next round. Like, he needs to be prolific. I'm talking about because he's going against long-winged defenders, and I'm not talking about little guys he saw him guarding last night for Utah. I'm talking about Scotty Barnes that we saw LeBron James talk about the other night when they played against each other. He gave LeBron James issues. I'm talking about Pascal Siakam. I'm talking about OG Anunoby. I'm talking about guys who are 6'8", 6'9", that have 7'3", 7'4", wingspans. He's going to have to be prolific godlike in that series. You know, what he Key, what you said about he got the titles in Golden State, then he went to Brooklyn. I thought it was so gutsy of him to go to Brooklyn, to, to, to not, not to go to a legacy team, to go to a team that, where he's going to build his Set own his legacy. Set his own legacy. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, That's and, what you should do. Like the only reason people think, well, New York is a Yankees town. It's a baseball town. Nah, the reason that is is because the Yankees win all the time. Even when they go through a dry spell of World Series, they're still going to win 90, 95, 100 games a year and, and, do, and make the playoffs and maybe make a run. That's in a bad time. So naturally there's that. But it wants to be a basketball town. And the Nets had a shot. And now it's all on KD because Kyrie's in half the games, Simmons has a bad back, and James Harden's out of town. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Knicks host the Hawks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Let's get back to the NFL draft with Mel's latest mock. There hasn't been a quarterback in the NFL who's had sustained success going back to Michael Vick with under nine inches in terms of the hand spin. It shouldn't be, but in Kenny Pickett's case, it's meaningful because he's had 27 fumbles in his career. No, I mean, it is what it is. I think the, the media runs with it a little more than, you know, I'd, I'd say NFL teams do. There really wasn't much talk about that in all the formal interviews and the informal interviews that I've had so far this week. Um, so it is what it is. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and the great Mel Kuyper Jr., is with us now. What's going on, Mel? Hey, guys. How you doing? So, What's happening? What's yeah. up, Mel? Mel's latest mock, hey. 3.0, available <laughs> on ESPN+. Plus. How'd you like putting that thing together, Mel? Oh, uh, I'll tell you, it's not easy with free agency, and you know things. And I try to do it in real time, not projecting what's going to happen in another week or two, because guess what? In another two weeks, i got another mock coming out, mock 4.0. So I'll have a chance to update this. I, I want to wait and see what happens with some of these pro days, not for the quarterbacks, but more so for the ankle for Corral. Matt Corral from Ole Miss could certainly jump up from where I have him at 32, up into that 18 range very easily, okay, because he's right there. He has a chance to be QB1. All three of those guys, Pickett, Willis, and, and Corral. 
Corral uh, are vying for that top spot with Ritter in the mix to be a late one as well. So we could end up with three first-round quarterbacks, definitely, certainly maybe four if somebody trades back in for Ritter. But I think Corral, guys, is the, is the player to watch at the quarterback position between now and, say, late April. Mel, with all this QB movement this past season, I mean, which has just been crazy, even with, you know, talking about Matt Ryan signing today, um, how will that affect what you think about Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis? Will there be a higher demand in the market due to all this movement we've seen recently? That's a great question. I don't think so. I think these quarterbacks are not worthy of being in the top 10, so they're ranked around that. 20 range so you know yeah they overdraft all the time for quarterbacks we know that maybe somebody will whether it's carolina at six atlanta at eight seattle at nine maybe but i don't think so uh and i think you get down to new orleans at 18 you get down to pittsburgh at 20 then you drop all the way down to detroit at 32 unless somebody trades back in and that's why I, where i have the quarterbacks going so i think it's too early uh unless they really want to force it uh atlanta did take a quarterback last year now they're going to take one of the guys that isn't ranked nearly as high so i think they need to Receiver Garrett Wilson, Drake London. If he dropped to eight, they're, I think they have to look at it. They have nothing at wide receiver. Uh, you know, Mariota coming in, they got to get a receiver. So it's one of the two receivers, I believe, at eight, overriding the quarterback. And then we have to see what happens with Baker Mayfield. Obviously, where does he end up? Uh, and uh, that'll be. And of course, we still have other quarterbacks out there like Jimmy Garoppolo. But in terms of the rookies, I think top ten is too high. Mel Kiper Jr., ESPN senior, not really a senior, but he's our. Senior NFL draft analyst joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Um, Mel, when you look at Drake London at four on your mock draft board, like I've been playing with it a little bit, and you just mentioned Atlanta at eight. If I'm the New York Jets, do I drop down to like that seventh spot with the Giants and pick up maybe a draft pick here or there to get them to move up to four if I'm targeting the receiver position? Because Atlanta is the only team that I think can jump you to take a Drake London. Yeah, that's true. But if you love him, do you want to risk losing him? Uh, if you drop down there, could somebody jump ahead? And, and also, would they, who would they move up to get? I thought about trade possibilities there. If you talk about an Evan Neal, okay, that's who you would certainly want. You can get him at five. Uh, if you talk about Evan Neal with the Jets at four, that's contingent upon Makai Becton. If they already have Becton, if they feel good about Becton at left tackle, you added Tomlinson, you've done things there. You certainly have a, you know, a Vera Tucker, you're set there. Fan at right tackle. So if you know, that's why I went with the receiver and then the corner. What I really struggled with, Key, was the tenth pick. I thought, okay, corner. They got four guys, but there's not a, there's not an elite corner there. DJ Reed, nice player. The guys they draft, legend, nice players, but they're not ones. They're not shut down corners. But I thought about Jermaine Johnson the second as an edge guy. He had seventy tackles, second on a team for Florida State this year, and tackles twelve sacks, eighteen tackles for loss. A heck of a player, and they need an edge guy. So I thought about Jermaine Johnson the second hard. I kind of maybe regret not doing that, but at, you know, at four, I just felt London. If you drop a little bit. It, you know, risk losing them, and I didn't want to project the trade at that point. Mel Kuyper joining us, ESPN senior NFL draft analyst, breaking down his mock draft on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Mel, bring me to New York, baby. Let's talk about my Giants. Tell me what you have us doing. I see O-line draft. I see a defensive draft. Do we, do we need somebody in the defensive end of the ball? Do we need two guys from the O-line? Take me through it. 
Oh, I think the one would be for or for the first part of the draft uh, enough. Evan Neal can play certainly right tackle. He started at right tackle with Thomas at left tackle, so you you got your right tackle automatically. He started at guard. He started at left tackle, so he gives you what you need there at five. Then Thibodeau, uh, you know, had Walker going six, who I'm not convinced is an outside guy. I think he's more of a three-four, four-three tackle. I, I didn't see the the, the the defensive end talent there, even though he tested off the charts. I didn't see the productivity there, and I didn't see the ability to be that great edge guy necessarily. So Thibodeau would give you that. Now, he doesn't have – yeah, he's got some work to do, and there's no question that he's got the, the, the ability. He's got, his get-off is as good or better than anybody. Uh, that quick first step, the strength, the power, everything about Thibodeau, that, in that regard, you love at seven. So I just felt like uh, you know a pass rusher at seven who was considered one or two going into the year uh, would be too hard to pass up for the Giants at that point. Mel, why not take Charles Cross earlier for Mississippi State if you're looking at focusing on O-line? Well, he's a left tackle, and they have a left tackle where Neil played and started and did very well at right tackle. Uh, where Walt, you know, you think about Cross, he's in that, that you know, pass protection constantly. They throw the ball so much in Mississippi State. Yeah. He did a good job, uh, but I had him at Seattle at nine. I thought about him at Carolina at six, but went with Walker. Uh, I just think you, you get a, a guy like Neil who's played and started for a full year at right tackle, and as I say, done a heck of a job at that spot. Yeah, the Giants have made some um, affordable, smart signings on the O line, so they're not dre- having to draft out of as much need so they can take the best available player but man if Neil's available Mel as you're evaluating these guys Baker Mayfield is an available quarterback Jordan Love is an available quarterback where would they go in this draft well, it's money also, Max, with this stuff. It's what they have to pay these guys. You have to assume that contract, and that's the thing. Giving up is not the dread. They're not going to get much in return. Uh, you saw what happened with Matt Ryan. Um, I would think it's a three for Baker, maybe a conditional two. No, a no, three no. Mel, what I'm asking is if they were in this draft. Like, let's say these guys well, were in this Well, you can't do that, Max. That's impossible to do. You can't. I try, I'm not getting involved in that because there's too many moving parts there. You can't put a guy back in this draft and say, we're, if, yeah, yeah, Baker Mayfield two years ago almost had the Browns in the Super Bowl, but he got, he's getting paid a lot of money, and is he worthy of that right now? You want to assume that. And you say, okay, you draft a guy at 1820, it's a different ball game. So to me, Yes, I think he's better than these quarterbacks in this draft. If you ask me, is he better than these guys? Yes, but yeah, he's coming off a year where he was hurt, and that that left shoulder, that left that affects your right. Everything works hand in hand there. So I, people are talking about Baker like he can't get it done. No, he was hurt all year, and they had all the pieces around him were banged up. Nothing worked on offense, not because of Baker, it's because Baker was hurt. And like I said, those guys were banged up as well. Two years ago, he looked really good. He was one of the best, you know, top top echelon quarterbacks in this league. Almost had him in the Super Bowl. So for me, yes, I think he's better than these guys, Max. But there's complications there. And that's why. You know, teams may be reluctant right now to make a move. Like I said, I think you can get him for a three that maybe becomes a two. I love when I get Mel going. Yeah, get Mel, under his skin just I see a little. The fire, you just Mel. irritate Mel a little bit. He goes, boy. <laughs> he tried to take me down a road. I don't want to go, yeah. man. No, I don't like to go yeah. down a road. Put these guys back in a dress. Well, if I you keep you, answering like that, I'm gonna keep taking you down those roads, Mel. The great Mel Kuyper Jr., ladies and gentlemen. Always love it when we get you on, Mel. Thanks, Mel. I appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. So, um, LeBron James returns to Cleveland, guys. Gets a standing ovation from the crowd. Gets his 105th career triple-double. Leads the league in scoring. In what I say before, Key, 18th is, is this year 19, 19 for him. 19. 19. What the hell? And by the way, sometimes you could fill it up as an older player, but he's doing it efficiently. Man, I'm, I, I, I sit back and in, in, in think 19. I, I stopped playing on my own at 11 years, and I'm like, if I'd have played another eight years, what the hell? <laughs> it's not even top of that, but he had a 38-point triple-double in the win on a team that is fighting to be in the play-in tournament. And you know that he has to score 40 or more for his team to be competitive and win games to compete for a play-in, ter- a play-in term. That's where we are. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm good, though. I'll take that. <laughs> By the way. Um, I referred to him in the Sports Center read about an hour ago as the late Kevin Love because LeBron bodied him. Rest in peace, the Kevin Love. L- listen, listen to this. Listen to this. You could hear it through the radio. LeBron on the – well, this is LeBron on the dunk over Kevin Love. Um, and once I got the bounce pass and I put my left leg down into the ground, that's when I looked up. And to be completely honest, I, I, I hate to have to be him. He's my guy. That's my brother. And – um I hope I'm still invited to the wedding. That's all. That's all I, you know, I, that's not even in my all-time dunk. So I'm t- that's I take it out. I didn't mean it. K Love, I love you, and I take it back. I wish I could take those two points back, and we we still win the game by nine. So AJ, he's he hopes he's invited to the wedding. He's invited to the funeral. Like what did he just do to that dude? Oh, he'll, he'll be at a wedding. No, no, and K Love too. He'll probably have some fun with it and and make it part of the ceremony, some kind of visual, video wise. But I, I just want to point I ain't something trying out. To be on no poster. Though. <laughs> well, he's already on a poster. And by the way, screw posters. He's on the internet. That's worse. That's worse than posters, Key. That's forever. They will oh, find see, you. I know that's true. But the poster is is some about the poster because. <laughs> It's on the wall, 
and it, it, people come and going and buy internet, you got to go to it, right? You got to go to it. You got to click on, wall, on a poster. <laughs> no, you ain't got to click on no poster at all. They just walking by looking at you, Jay. All I'm going to say, Keith, just to put it into context for people, go out. He, he jumped from a foot inside the free throw line in a game at 37 years old. Like a foot, a step inside the free throw line at uh, 37. MJ would have jumped from the three-point line, yo. <laughs> like <laughs> like that, it's incredible. It's just like doing. over somebody. Like that, that watching him last night, it looked like that was a LeBron James who was in year 12. Yeah. But did he, Jay, and I, and I got to slow it down to really look. Did he get help? Oh, oh, you're talking about the the boost that is. Yeah, did levy. he? Did he yeah, did he get help? Like, did he? Did he use the knee? Of, did his knee hit the chest of Kevin Love to elevate him, or did Kevin Love move out the way immediately? Well, it felt like Kevin Love was in decision making time, right? Money making time, where it was like he was going to take the charge, but then as soon as he realized where he was and who was coming down the pipe. He decided to kind of fade away. So I don't know if he got the help that we he typically sometimes could have when you bang on somebody. Y- y'all want some breaking news? Yeah. Want some breaking news right now? Yes. Uh-oh, wait. Baker Mayfield is going to Edmonton. This just in. Uh, running back, Leonard Fournette, who spent Monday visiting with the New England Patriots. What do you think he did? Sign back, back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three-year deal. Back with the Tampa Bay Bucs. I knew it. Three-year deal. Like Tom Brady put you know the band what he back did? together. Yeah. I know what he did. Huh. Leverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, no, he went up there. They told him to go up there and just look at Bill Belichick and see if that's what you really want to play for. Ooh. And it reminded him of Tom Coughlin. And he said, nah, I'm going back to Tampa Bay. <laughs> hey, want to hear? I'm going to play it again. Bucks GM J- Jason liked on what Brady's return means on their free agency. Listen. When you have a player like Tom, <coughs> greatest quarterback of all time, not player, you know, players want to play with a guy like that. So, um, you know, it certainly helped. Um, I can't lie. Uh, we, you know, we've got the ultimate cheat code with Tom. You know, I, I, by the way, I got to get Jason Light's name right, but I was saying Light for like a year and then recently I was told it's liked like you used to like some uh, uh, all right and now I'm told it's uh, light again but uh key Tom Brady was gone it looked like everyone's like all right I'm out of here came back and they, they put it together again yeah sort of kind of man I ain't get ready to fall for that he went to New England New England is notoriously cheap in terms of free agency and in the end especially at the running back position he did his little due diligence he, in fact, reported that he had to work out or something like that. In New England, you know, and then Tampa Bay, it's like, okay, well, we got the money for you. Do you want to come back and play? And he was like, well, yeah, we're going to run it back. It's not – it wasn't nope. somebody coming from the outside coming. He was already there. Key, you're telling the, the American people lies. Lies, lies, lies. You know, if you're part of the media, you have to drink the Tom Brady Kool-Aid. This is Tom Brady getting everything done and the perfect scenario around the perfect storm for the guy that retired, unretired, and now is putting the band back together. It's all because Tom you gotta, is you, doing yeah, it by himself. You gotta, I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but I hadn't drank Kool-Aid since I was probably uh, 13. <laughs> really? Yeah. You haven't drank Kool-Aid since you were 13? You missing At out. least what a teenager. Yeah, really? like, yeah, for sure. What? 100%. Not in your early 20s? No, By the way, if Kool-Aid was around me, I'd still about? drink it. In my, early, in, my, in, my, in my early 20s, I was uh, 
taking, I was about to say stealing, but I was taking Gatorade from the training facility. No, you got to pour half the thing of sugar in the Kool-Aid. You know how you do this. Come when on, When I man. was young, when I was young, Kool-Aid, eh, once I learned what it was, it was, a, it was a wrap. I'm just saying it's hard not to drink the Kool-Aid of Tom Brady doing everything to keep the Bucks in position. <laughs> I'll I'll drink get it. I I'm understand drinking. it. No, I'll, I'm drink it, it, I'll drink it for real, and I'll now. tell you why, guys. <laughs> this, is, this is not that hard for me, but I think of it very differently from, than you guys right now. The Bucks without Tom Brady were out of luck. They were not going to go anywhere, right? That maybe they could have traded. They weren't going to trade Matt Ryan within the division. Maybe given the amount of the, 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 so much quarterback movement this offseason, they'd have come up with someone. But without a quarterback, a lot of guys would not want to play there. Facts. With a quarterback, particularly the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. who just led the league in everything in the year before, won a Super Bowl and almost took them back to the NFC Championship Make game believe. this year. Now they're all like, yeah, let's run this back. They I, should I, run it back. Yeah. I don't Why think not? that's I don't think that's Kool Aid. No, 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 no. It's just that everybody the the whole everybody wants to play with Brady. I get it. I understand what Chase said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about. Uh, well, anyway, listen. Is there any spot for Baker Mayfield oh. to even be a backup next year? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, hey. J. Will, and Max, ESPN hey. Radio. Hey. Y'all uh, hear what Shefty had to say about Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns? Adam Schefter, ESPN, senior NFL insider. Listen. They will not be able to get very much for him, not because he's not a good quarterback, but because he's under contract for a fully guaranteed $18.9 million. They have to get rid of him. There aren't many teams that need him. Everybody knows they have to move on from him, and so they're stuck. There was one team that they had a conversation with this weekend, and the Browns offered him, and uh, they asked for a certain pick, and and the the team said in return, how about you give me that pick for taking on his contract? (laughs) Give me that, and I'll take him. Well, I mean, look, it's only about two teams that Baker Mayfield right now could audition for. That would be the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks. Because when you look at the NFL and you look at the veteran quarterbacks that are starters on teams, they got long-term deals and big-time money, and he's not better than them. And then when you look at the younger quarterbacks, Tua's, Zach Wilson's, Justin Herbert's, those type of guys, they got their quarterback. They're not – looking for Baker Mayfield. And when you talk about Kyler Murray, it's no question. Forget it. It's not going to happen. So now you look at Seattle with Drew Locke, and you look at 
Sam Darnold and Carolina guys, when he had Christian McCaffrey, he was good. He was really a good quarterback. We thought he was getting ready to get a long-term extension. Christian McCaffrey back healthy again might be a different situation. So it pairs down to one team now. That's Seattle. You know, Keith, and I would say for Seattle, it probably would take Cleveland to pay a majority of that salary or a portion of that salary. This way they can get Baker Mayfield for the cheap and cheap. But you would feel that Baker Mayfield and Pete Carroll, personality-wise, like that would be a compatible relationship for those two. Absolutely. I'll tell you something else. Baker Mayfield, who you could probably get key double-digit millions now, right? But you could probably sign him long-term if you wanted at a bargain basement price at the right dollars <laughs> amount. Here's Max. Yeah, man. Baker's, a st- Baker's not a bad quarterback. Just don't want to overpay yeah. for him. Give him a year and then maybe start negotiating, see how the year goes, and start negotiating with him on a short long-term deal. Yeah. Like four-year type situation. Exactly. You might get a bargain, and that lets you spend it on other positions. And a quarterback with a good arm, accurate, reads defenses, can hold it down. Who's real? Who's not? Time to play I real like or not real. Should the following teams be interested in Baker as a starter? We ready for this? Or a backup. So Ooh. Key just said there's only two teams that he could audition for. Key, I assume you mean as a starter, right? Uh, yeah, as a starter. So okay, so let's play this real or not real. These teams should be interested in Baker as a starter or a backup. Let's start with the Seahawks key, real or not real. 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 I think Seattle should take a look at Baker Mayfield as a starter. He's better than Drew Locke. Depending on what his offseason surgery, how he rehabs that thing and comes back healthy, I think he is a better quarterback than Drew Locke. Slightly lower. I mean, size-wise, he's the same as Russell Wilson. Slightly a little less talented. Yes, I've seen Drew Locke play. I've seen Baker Mayfield play. Yes. Y'all are sleeping on Baker. Easy Baker. Yeah, Baker. I'm just saying generally. He's a good quarterback. He's not bad. Uh, you know, like he's a starting quarterback, I think, for sure. I'd say he'd real. Saints, real or not real? Should be interested in Baker as a starter or as a backup, Key? And I know you have starter or backup. What I would say is neither. I'm sorry because they have backups in position. Jameis Winston is already signed to a long-term deal. And so, no, nothing at all for me. He couldn't. I mean, I, what would what would he do? Like, like backup, woo They already got Taysom Hill. Like, what? I don't. I just don't know. It's I would say real. Jameis Winston is only signed to a two-year, $28 million deal. So uh, my, after considering he has his injuries, I, I see what Taysom Hill does, but I know what Baker Mayfield can do. I, 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 would, I would much rather have Baker Mayfield than Taysom. I love this game because it shows you when you drill down what you really think about a guy, real, because Jameis is coming off a catastrophic exactly. injury. Taysom Hill is a, it's better than the gadget player, but you get the idea. Baker Mayfield's a real quarterback. Now you have – the Saints will be competitive all season long, even if they have an injury at quarterback. Real. How about the Dolphins? They got two as their starter. Baker as a backup. Real or not real, Key? It, it's, it's real as a backup. But the problem that I have with him going there as a backup, I got a young quarterback that I'm trying to have confidence in and build trust and confidence in him. And if I bring in a Baker Mayfield – the first thing that goes south for Tua, people are going to start screaming for Baker Mayfield, and that kid can lose his confidence. Yeah, not real. Uh, obviously, you have T- Teddy Bridgewater, too, Teddy Two Gloves. I, I, and I think Tua, it, they're invested in Tua. I would say for the exact reason Key said, Baker's a little too good to bring in to the situation with Tua, who you're hoping will still get better, and you don't want 
a competition in a way that makes Tua worse somehow, that knocks him down confidence-wise, I'd say not real. And by the way, they let go of Brian Flores because they wanted to stay attached to Tua. Like, they're not going to – I think yeah, Tua's good. Tua. Yeah. Real or not real, but Panthers, starter or backup. I, I think they should bring him in as a starter. They really, really should take a look, a hard look at him. Although Sam Darnold is there and he's played well when Christian McCaffrey was in the lineup a year ago, Baker Mayfield could probably do the same thing. Okay, a follow-up question here because they did make the move for Darnold last year. Darnold Baker came out of the same draft. Most teams had evaluated um, Sam ahead of Baker coming out of the draft. So four years into their careers – you would rather have Baker over Sam Darnold at this point? <sighs> yeah, probably. Probably. Why? I see more consistency out of Baker than I have out of Sam. Jago. And part of that is because the Jets screwed it up. I just – I don't know about that. That, that one – and watching Sam with Christian McCaffrey, that thing was going. And it was – we were saying the Jets looked horrible, and I know that losing CMC hurts, but who was he throwing to? I, I, I don't know. I might have to go with Sam on that one. I'm going real. I think Baker's better than Sam Darnold. I think their careers have shown it so far. Baker has consistently been a good quarterback when given half a chance. Sam Darnold has not. He's flashed, but he's not been able to keep it up. I like Baker better than Darnold. You mentioned the Jets. They screwed up Sam Darnold. Will they screw up Zach Wilson? Well, that remains to be seen. Should the Jets be interested in Baker as a starter or a backup? They have Joe Flacco, Key. Real or not real? Not real. They shouldn't be interested in either. And one of the main reasons for me is as a starter, you got a young quarterback in, in Zach Wilson. As a backup, you have a threat, much like Tua in Miami, although Teddy Bridgewater is the, the true backup. But people think Teddy Bridgewater, for the most part, careers over as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. People don't feel that way about Baker Mayfield. So if you bring Baker Mayfield into New York, you're going to create a controversy. You know how you germ yep. spreaders in New York are. No, I, I agree with that latter point, Key, about – the amount of attention that would be around Baker in New York City for how he's built, also you know how he passionate he is, how he talks. Like if Zach Wilson showed any signs that he wasn't getting the job done, people are going to fight for that. But I don't think that's the right long term solution for the Jets. Uh, this kills me because I thought Zach Wilson looked very impressive on YouTube when I why I didn't watch him playing college. <laughs> but you know, like you know, he had that big offensive line and everything. I guess I'm out on Zach Wilson where I should be patient. I think with Baker Mayfield, the Jets would be a competitive team pretty soon. You're and out on a guy who's Zach played Wilson. like eight games? I know, <laughs> I, I know but what, what I've seen so far, like right now, Baker's better than Zach Wilson at this moment. Maybe Zach Wilson gets better and better. I just don't know if I see him as an NFL star. And I know Baker is at least solid quarterback. Yeah, but yeah. you can't you can't bring. Yeah, him in the there. end, you're right. In the end, I wouldn't for the same reason you said, Key. It's like the Tua situation. You're undermining your. Yeah, your Zach Zach Wilson gets me closer to Arch Manning. You know, if he fails for another three years, we're closer to Arch. Yeah, Whereas yeah, Baker, yeah. if he fails, I got to take a quarterback in the next two. Just years. Just good enough so, to never be great. So Zach Wilson gets me closer to Arch Manning. So I think we should stick with Zach Wilson. Giants. I know they brought in uh, Terod Taylor. They got Daniel Jones. But should the Giants be interested in Baker as a starter or a backup key, real or not? Not real. I, I, I think their quarterback room set. Yeah, I agree, Key. That's easy for me. Not real. Agreed. Agreed. We can move on. How about the Texans? They didn't want Baker in the trade with Deshaun Watson. Maybe a separate deal. Should the Texans be interested in Baker? Real or not real? 
I think they should be interested in Baker. I think it's real. I think they should be interested in Baker. Davis Mills flashed a little bit last year. They're comfortable with him. They took him in the second round. But in the end, what's their real plan? Is their plan to continue to just keep building? And does Baker Mayfield take away from that building if he was in the building? I would say real, but I don't think at that price, not at $19 million. I think, once again, like the Browns would have to pay a portion of that in order for that to be an incentive for teams like Seattle or Houston to take on that contract. Sure, but I think it's real because the Texans need a quarterback. Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. He's not great by starting standards, but I think he's pretty good. Yeah, and if I'm looking for a quarterback, and he's young still, I, yes, and the Texans could probably extend him right now. Hey, Key, Baker Mayfield, here's four years, $60 million, all in, 15 a year, but you're our starter for the next four years. Is he taking that right now? I bet no, you he is. I'm not. I'll you wouldn't you take that right now? No, no Baker's the guy's betting on himself. I'm All right. not taking that. The answer is yes for me. The Texans real. Eagles, last one. Should the Eagles consider Baker Mayfield as a starter or a backup? Key, real or not real? Real. I think they should 100%. I think when you look at it, the relationship between Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield is good. They both played at Oklahoma. They both have pretty good relationship with one another. So you wouldn't have egos in the – you wouldn't have a big ego to have to worry about inside the building. I think they should. Uh, not real because I wouldn't want to – I wouldn't want to do to Jalen Hurts what we're talking about doing to Tua, doing to other people. Even if they do have a good relationship, it doesn't matter when they're competing when Baker feels like he should be a starter. I'd say real as a backup. I think Jalen Hurts is better for the Eagles than Baker would be, but you have an, you have two pretty good quarterbacks there on a pretty yes. good team going forward. I would say real Baker as the backup. Uh, were two NFL teams too quick to fill their quarterback needs in light of all the QB movement this offseason? Did they miss out on a former MVP? That's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.